Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to the Everything USC podcast on Believe, the number one content network for professionals, the place to find a sports or pop culture show for passionate fan bases across multiple platforms. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? I'm your host, Nara Wang, and we've got a jam-packed episode 70 for you because Jeff Trepanier, former Trojan hoopster and NBA player, is here to talk about both the USC men's basketball team and the big crosstown showdown in football against those hated Bruins. Jeff, thanks for coming back on the Everything USC podcast. Thanks for having me again. If you enjoy listening to the show, you can subscribe, download, and rate it wherever you get your favorite podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, TuneIn, and many more. Or go right to our website, Believe.com, B-L-E-A-V.com. On social media, you can find us at Believe Network and at Believe Sports. For me personally, find and follow me on Twitter at Nara Wang Sports, N-A-R-A-W-E-N-G Sports. Jeff, if the people want to catch up with you, how do they reach out? My Instagram is C-P-T-R-I-D-A, and uh, my Twitter is at Jeff underscore Trepanier, C-R-E-P-A-G-N-I-E-R. The Everything USC podcast is brought to you by Bet Online, where you'll find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends. Basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. It's always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. There's a huge battle for the Victory Bell matchup in football this Saturday between USC and the crosstown rival UCLA Bruins. But since I've got the former Trojans basketball standout Jeff Trapanier on the show, we're going to start with some hoops talk because we're not just a football school. As we record this on a Thursday afternoon, SC has pulled off some huge recruiting signings in the last couple of days with the nation's top point guard recruit on the boys' side. Isaiah Collier out of Georgia, and the top girls recruit in the country, Sierra Canyon's Juju Watkins, both deciding to become Trojans. So huge news for the future of USC basketball on both the men's and women's sides. But looking at the 2022-23 men's team, they're off to a 2-1 start, losing the opener to Florida Gulf Coast and getting wins over Alabama State and Vermont. All those games have been at the Galen Center so far this season. They were picked fourth in the Pac-12 by the media, but not ranked by the AP in any preseason poll. Isaiah Mobley lost to the NBA, Chavez Goodwin and Isaiah White to graduation, and Ethan Anderson, Max Agbonk-Polo, and Bubakar Kulabali transferred out from last year's team. The top returners, Drew Peterson, who actually entered the NBA draft process but pulled his name out, and Boogie Ellis, 
along with Reese Dixon Waters, Kobe Johnson, and Joshua Morgan. Malik Thomas and Harrison Hornery also expected to contribute more this season after they got limited minutes as freshmen last season. The Trojans added five freshmen that were rated the number seven recruiting class in 2022 by 24-7 Sports. Got five-star big man Vincent Iwuchukwu, Trey White, Oziah Sellers, Irislav Niagu, and McDonald's All-American and Compton Magic alum Kajani Wright. Now, part of the issue is that Iwuchukwu collapsed and suffered cardiac arrest during a July workout and hasn't yet been cleared to resume basketball activities, so he is yet to suit up for the Trojans. But I know, Jeff, you've got to be excited about this season here after two straight trips to the NCAA tournament. And how has the squad looked to you so far through the first three games? Solid. They look solid. You know, um, it's early in the season. We're missing uh, our big man. But I think we'll get it together and we'll be we'll be good and make a good run in the tournament, man. I think I really like this team. Obviously, this is a smaller team. We don't have the Mobley brothers anymore. Chavez Goodwin was a standout in the middle as well for SC. So there may be a bit of a lack of inside scoring because Joshua Morgan's a great defender and really mans the middle on the defensive side of things, but not a big-time scorer. So does this team have enough? inside offensive scoring to keep opponents from just pressuring the perimeter? Hopefully. You know, hopefully uh, we'll get Vincent back on the floor and then uh, just take it from there. But I think we have enough tools to compete with anybody. Yeah, and a lot of that is going to be on Drew Peterson and Boogie Ellis. And Drew Peterson, 6'9", he's basically the template of what NBA teams are kind of looking for. Came back to school to basically put on some weight, get stronger and shoot the three a little more. I've always thought he's a great three-point shooter who didn't shoot the ball enough with turn down open shots. So this year, he's been guarded a lot more tightly on the perimeter. USC is using kind of a four-guard lineup to start off the season. And what do you think about the leadership that Drew Peterson and Boogie Ellis will have to provide for this squad? Oh, they're definitely going to have to lead us. And I think I feel pretty confident with those two leading us. You know, Drew playing well is key for us and Boogie. But I think Drew is going to hold us down, man. He's he's a seasoned vet, you know. I think he's, he's good to go. He's primed for a good season. Yeah, talk about Drew's prospects at the next level because it seems like he's one of those guys who can do it all. He can handle, he can pass, he can score inside, outside. He's athletic enough to go dunk it on you. So how does he look and what does he have to do to make it at the NBA level? Well, he has all the tools, you know. It's just about opportunity and the right fit. I mean, a lot of guys are good enough to play in the NBA, but they never get the opportunity. And, you know, if he gets drafted by the right team, I think he'll, he'll have a nice career. But he definitely has the tools to get there and stay there. And tell me a little bit more about a guy you know very well, Kajani Wright, freshman big man. He already looks like a man. I mean, he's 6'9". He looks like mm-hmm. a statue <laughs> out there. Tell me more about him. Kajani, man, he like you said, he he's a grown man already, like body wise, you know, just six nine, just all muscle. We just got to get him mean, you know. We we got to get him meaner. That's all. He's a little nice on the court right now, and you know, if we get him to get the ball, he'd be aggressive, you know, just be active on both ends, try to block shots, get every rebound, and just be aggressive in the paint, man. And he might be one and done too. I mean, Kajani, right? Maybe 
did not get as much of the pub as uh, Vincent Iwachukwu coming in, but he was a McDonald's All-American and obviously coming through that Compton Magic program that you're the director of basketball operations for. You know all the great players that have come through that program over the years and obviously SC hoping he will be the next one to do so. And I think a guy that they're really looking to get contributions from as a freshman that sometimes Andy Enfield, you know, he's known to make freshmen earn their playing time and they got to play on both ends of the floor. But Trey White is a guy who looks like he can be that guy to be good on both ends, right? Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Like I said, we have some good guys. And, you know, Trey being 6'7", you know, nice wingspan, I think he contributed. But like you said, he has to earn a minute. He has to earn a minute. And when he gets out there, he just has to produce and, you know, coach a trustee more and just get more playing time and just, you know, just have to play hard, man. And in the last couple of years, I used to call Drew Peterson the X factor for SC. If he did well, then SC would do well. But this year, obviously, he's one of the stars. So I think mm-hmm. the new X factor mm-hmm. is another guy you're very familiar with, Reese Dixon Waters. When he's going on and he's making the shot and he's dialed in on both ends, I think that's when USC is at its best. What do you think about that? Yeah, I'm ready for him to have a breakout year. He worked hard, you know, coming back from the injury right before uh season started. So, you know, looking for the, him and Malik to have a good year. You know, those those are two Compton Magic boys right there, too. So, you know, I need all my boys to ball out this year. Compton Magic has been really good to USC over the years. <laughs> I mean, starting with you and now continuing on the last few years, the Mobley brothers. So we're looking forward to that pipeline continuing. but. Let's get it right down to brass tacks, Jeff. What are your expectations for this team? Are they making the NCAA tournament for a third straight year? Absolutely. Absolutely. There's no question we are, for sure. We got a good coach, a good team, and they're ready to go. They're ready to go. You heard it here first from Jeff Trapani. We're making it for a third straight year. So this is the Everything USC podcast on Believe. I am Nara Wang. I'm joined today by... Jeff Trepanier, one of the greats in USC basketball, played in the NBA, and now assistant coach with the Grand Rapids Gold in the G League as well, the Nuggets G League franchise. And if you enjoy listening to the show, you can find it on all of your favorite podcast directories or go right to the website, Believe.com, B-L-E-A-V.com. Subscribe, download, and rate it. And We can be found on social media at Believe Network and at Believe Sports. For me, I'm on Twitter. Find and follow me at Narawang Sports, N-A-R-A-W-E-N-G Sports. Jeff, where do the people find you? Instagram, C-P-T-R-I-D-A. Twitter, at Jeff underscore Trepanier, T-R-E-P-A-G-N-I-E-R. Trojan fans, this is Brian Jones, college football analyst for CBS Sports, and you're listening to the Everything USC podcast with Nara Wang on the Believe Network. And now let's turn it over to the football side of things, and we'll begin by recapping the game against Colorado from last Friday night. And for me, it's maybe the most depressing 55-17 win a team could ever have, because USC did not look good to begin the game. The first three possessions were two three and outs and a Caleb Williams interception, just his second of the season. And Caleb, overall in the game, just 14 of 26, 268 yards, three touchdowns, and that interception, of course. But he did have 
a couple of short touchdown runs. And the reason it was really depressing, though, is because running back Travis Dye, really a team leader after transferring in from Oregon, he injures his left leg while being tackled on a run with under three minutes to go in the first half. He is going to be out for the season. His college career is over. So that just put a pall over the game, really, for USC, despite the fact that they would eventually get on track and get a blowout victory over the Buffaloes. Austin Jones had 11 carries, 74 yards, added four catches for 39 yards and a touchdown. Relic Brown, the freshman, seven carries, 52 yards, added two catches, 38 yards and a touchdown as well. And then Darwin Barlow, a guy who hasn't really played much this year, may have to step up now with die out for the season. In his mop-up duty, he had five carries for 41 yards and a touchdown. The leading receiver on the day was Kyle Ford with three catches, 73 yards, as Williams spread the ball around. Brendan Rice and Taj Washington had touchdown catches. The key guy, as he's been really all season long for the USC defense, Tuli Tuipulotu, named the Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Week, had two and a half sacks and a forced fumble in the game. He leads the country with 11 and a half sacks on the season, just five away from the all-time USC single-season record that's held by Kenechi Udeze. And Kalen Bullock, the young safety, had his second straight game with an interception. They held Colorado's quarterback, JT Shroud, to just 11 of 21 passing, 124 yards, and picked them off by Bullock. The running back, though, Alex Fontenot, continued the string of guys who are running wild on the USCD. He had 20 carries, 108 yards, and a touchdown. Total offense, USC dominated 531 to 259 for Colorado. So based on what you've seen out of USC so far, Jeff, how do you like this USC football team? I love it. I mean, I looked at a, a lot of games. Our defense is kind of shaky at times. And, you know, hopefully that doesn't come back and bite us because we've been able to escape a lot of games and, you know, uh, finish them out strong. But I think we just have to be more consistent on defense. Yeah, and our running back getting hurt, that, that hurt. That really hurt. But, man, hopefully, you know, everybody has the next man up attitude and just come out and finish the season strong. You know, we have a big game coming up this weekend against those other guys. And we need to win out. We need to win out to have a chance for the, you know, to get into the playoffs. So let's do it, man. I'm excited. Yep. It is a huge game coming up. It's going to be the seventh ranked by the college football playoff poll and AP USC. They are ranked number sixth by the coaches against the 16th ranked UCLA Bruins. The Bruins come in. At 8-2, and 5-2 and two in the Pac-12, they, I think we're looking forward to the USC matchup too much because they got knocked off at home by Arizona last week, 34-28. The head coach, of course, Chip Kelly, 72-34 and 34 overall record, but just 26-27 and 27 at UCLA, despite doing much better these last couple of years. So that just tells you how rough it was at the beginning for Chip when he became the Bruins coach. SC leads the all-time series, 49-33-7. That doesn't include the two vacated wins. But last year's game was something that was a total embarrassment. 62-33 loss at the Coliseum. And a lot of those guys are back for UCLA that led to that big win. 
It all begins with their fifth-year senior quarterback, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, DTR, completing 71% of his passes this year, 2,385 yards, and 20 touchdowns to just four interceptions. And of course, he can run the ball as well. He's got 84 carries, 462 yards, and seven touchdowns on the ground. And last year, of course, six total touchdowns against SC, four in the air, two running, had 349 yards passing, 46 yards rushing. And his buddy in the backfield, senior running back, Zach Charbonnet, 152 rushes for 1,145 yards already this season and 13 touchdowns. Last year in that game against the Trojans, 28 carries, 167 yards and a touchdown. And they've got a new wide receiver target that's leading the way for them this year, a transfer from Duke. Jake Bobo, 43 catches, 651 yards, and six touchdowns so far. On the other side, on their D, they're led by junior linebacker John John Vons, who leads the team in tackles with 43, also tied for the team lead with two interceptions. Redshirt junior linebacker Liatu Latu has nine and a half tackles for loss and eight sacks, leading the Bruins in both. He's a transfer from Washington. And in the backfield, redshirt senior safety, Stefan Blaylock, 39 tackles, four for loss, two sacks, and an interception. So let's look at how they need to get a win. For me, I think they just got to keep up the scoring. This offense has been great pretty much all season long, putting up big numbers. They got to do it again against a UCLA team that is vulnerable to the pass, especially. And then on the other side, they got to find a way to limit. DTR from running wild against us. We've had a little bit of issue with guys doing that, and mm-hmm. it's probably going to be a good old-fashioned shootout, though. What are you expecting? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, uh, it's two high-power teams. Like you said, it's going to be a shootout. May the best team win, which will be the USC Trojans, of course, and we'll walk out of the, the Rose Bowl with a win. <laughs> yep, yep. And we're going to get to our predictions in just a bit, but I want to ask you, because obviously – you didn't play football, but you played many basketball games against the Bruins. Talk about how everything gets amped up when you're playing those guys from Westwood. Oh, man, it's just it's a good rivalry. Like, you know, you get bragging rights for the summer. You get to say what, what school runs L.A. Rankings don't matter. You know, it's just a, it's just a shootout. It's just a brawl, man. You just go in there and give it your all. Everybody leaves it on the field or on the court. And it's just, you know, both teams just go out there and just play their hardest, man. Like, it's a really good rivalry, and, um, you know, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the game. It's definitely one of those things that's rare to have such a big intra-city matchup. You'll see teams that are from the same state, from the same area, or neighboring states, but this is very special, this rivalry between USC and UCLA. So let's get right to it. Everyone wants to know how we're going to predict things here. And I'm going to wrap up how I did last week against my old Trojan roommate and NFL Network's Marcus Grant. I was able to beat him 2-1 in the predictions. So I now lead my guests so far this season with 11 wins, 9 losses, and 4 ties. And to recap, the players that we believed in, I took Tuli Tui Pelotu. And so he came up big for me, the Pac-12 defensive player of the week for the second time Mm -hmm. this season marcus 
He took Jordan Addison, hoping he was going to have a big game coming back off the injury, but Addison just one catch for two yards, wasn't really featured much, so I took the players that we believed in. In the game score, USC came in a 34-point favorite, so Marcus had them covering 49-14. I had them not covering 48-17, and if not for that late touchdown in garbage time by USC, I would have nailed the score exactly. But because (laughs) Barlow got the touchdown late, Marcus gets the win there because he picked USC to cover and I didn't. And then in Mm -hmm. our prop bet predictions, Nara's no doubter was that USC's defense would have a combined five sacks and takeaways and they nailed it exactly. Three sacks, an interception, and a fumble recovery. Marcus's taken for granted. He doubled down on Jordan Addison. He said Addison would have three total touchdowns, and obviously he did not. So that's why I got the 2 1 victory last week. So now, <laughs> Jeff Trepanier, it's you and me predicting this USC UCLA rivalry matchup. And we begin with the players that we believe in. And I have only taken him once this season. I took him in the very first week. And so I'm going to take. The quarterback, Caleb Williams, to be the player I believe in, I think especially with Travis Dye getting hurt, this is all about Caleb Williams coming up big for USC to try and lead them to victory. He came up big as a freshman at Oklahoma in the huge Mm -hmm. rivalry game against Texas, that Red River rivalry that they have there. So I think he's going to come into his first USC-UCLA game and have a big one. He is the player I believe in. So Jeff, who are you going to go with? I was going to go with him too, but I'll say Jordan Addison. I'll go with Jordan because we, we need some big plays for him. Like I said, we need the next man up mentality. He has to step it up because our running back is out. So we need some huge plays for him, from him. All right. So I've got the quarterback. You've got the receiver. And those are the players that we believe in. And now going into the game score and winner, Jeff, I will let you go first. Who's winning and what's the score going to be? USC is winning, and it will be 49-34. to 34. So 49-34 USC, and I should mention yes. that our sponsor of the show, Bet Online, currently has USC as a two-and-a-half-point favorite going on the road to the Rose Bowl. So, Jeff, you've got them comfortably carrying that spread. I think it's going to be a little bit closer. I think it's going to be a little more high scoring. I really believe this is going to be just nonstop offense. I've got it 52-49 USC. How do you like that? That's a good one. That's a good pick. That's a good pick right there. As long as we win, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) And now our prop bet pick, Nara's no doubter. Because I'm expecting so much offense, I'm saying there will be at least 1,000 yards of total offense combined between the Trojans and the Bruins in this one. Just nonstop offensive fireworks at the Rose Bowl on Saturday night. Jeff, what is your prop bet pick and what are you calling it? What am I calling it? I'm going to say I don't have a, a double J thing, so I'll just say Jeff's treasures. <laughs> Jeff's treasures. I will say that USC have two pick sixes. How about that? Wow. Two pick sixes. Not just two one. Two pick sixes. Two we pick go, sixes. We're going we go to lock DTR up. We're going to lock him up. The two pick sixes. So that is Jeff's 
treasure. Yes. <laughs> All right. I like it. I, hey, listen, that is a bold pick, but we do have that opportunistic defense, Jeff. So yeah. you, you know. We're going to do I, it. We're going to do it. Let's go. Yeah. So we got to stop DTR somehow. So that exactly. would be a way to do it. To recap our picks for this week, the players that we believe in, I've got the quarterback, Caleb Williams, Jeff Trepanier. He's going with wide receiver Jordan Addison. Our game score, I've got it. A close one, a high-scoring one, 52-49 USC, barely covering the two-and-a-half-point spread. Jeff, a little more comfortable for the Trojans, 49-34. And in our prop bet, Nara's no doubter, a 1,000-plus yards of total offense combined by both teams. And Jeff's treasure is that USC's defense comes up with two pick sixes against the UCLA Bruins. So we will see how these predictions go as I tally it up every week against my guests, but hopefully it's all going to turn out well for USC this Saturday night at the Rose Bowl against the UCLA Bruins. This is the Everything USC podcast on Believe. I'm your host, Nara Wang. I'm joined by Jeff Trepanier, one of USC's standout basketball players from the early 2000s, went on to play in the NBA and overseas, and is the director of basketball operations for Compton Magic and an assistant coach in the G League for the Grand Rapids Gold. If you enjoy this show, subscribe, download, and rate it wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, TuneIn, and more. Or go to the website, Believe.com, B-L-E-A-V.com, on social media at Believe Network and at Believe Sports. To catch up with me, I'm on Twitter. Find and follow me at Sports, N-A-R-A. W-E-N-G Sports. Jeff, how do the people catch up with you? Once again, my Instagram is C-P-T-R-I-D-A. Twitter is at Jeff underscore Trepanier. C-R-E-P-A-G-N-I-E-R. Let's get this win, baby. This is Dane Bland, Olympic gold medalist and head coach of the USC women's beach volleyball team. And you're listening to the Everything USC podcast with Nara Wang on Believe. And finally, as I've been ending all of my shows this fall with the new guests that I've had since this news came out in the end of June that USC and UCLA were going to leave the Pac-12 conference and join the Big Ten in the 2024-25 school year. Jeff, obviously, you played in the Pac-10 days for USC and how surprising was it for you to get this news? And what do you think about the decision to go to the Big Ten? Uh, it was very surprising. But, you know, just looking at the Pac-12 these past few years, you know, we're always looked at as like a soft conference. We don't have enough competition. And so, you know, it'll be a challenge. It'll be a challenge. And uh, there's a lot of good teams in the Big Ten. Travel is going to be brutal. But, I mean, I think it – in the end, it helps It helps everybody, money-wise, you know, just exposure-wise. I think it's a good decision. Obviously, you brought up one of the key aspects, travel. When it comes to football, obviously, you're traveling one time a week for one game. But basketball, mm -hmm. thinking about those trips that you would have to make as a basketball player out east, how do you think – the guys and girls of our other teams that will have to do those kind of long trips 
How are they going to adjust to that? How do you get everything together with both the classes and the basketball or other sports that you're playing? Well, one good thing about COVID was it taught us how to do online school. And so I think switching to online classes right there on the road and things like that, I don't think that should be too much of a problem because students are used to it now. But just, you know, like rest and recovery and just, you know, jet lag and things like that, like they're going to have to fight through it. And I, I think they can. I think they can. I mean, they're young, so they, they can bounce back from anything. What do you think it's going to do to the Pac-12 conference? Can the Pac-12 really survive losing USC and UCLA? I mean, you never know. You never know. Uh, hopefully they can, but, you know, sometimes change is good. And hopefully it works out for both conferences. It will for us for sure, but I think the Pac-12 will be okay. They just have to, you know, try to find some good schools to um, replace us. And of all those schools in the Big Ten that we could eventually play in basketball, what would be the one or two that you would be most looking forward to? I think Michigan, Michigan State. I think those will be some good games. I mean, it's, it's a lot of good teams, but I think those two, just with the tradition that Michigan and Michigan State has, I think those will be some good games there. Yeah, and there'll be some tough games. We know that the Big Ten can be a rugged basketball conference. Do you think it's going to be an adjustment to get used to the Big Ten style of basketball? Absolutely. Absolutely, man. You know, they're, uh, they're physical. There's going to be more talented teams there. And it, like it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a challenge for us. But like I said, hopefully they rise to the occasion. But definitely a different style of play, more gritty, you know, just more tough, more physical. So, I mean, you know, you got to do what we have to do. It will be interesting to see what happens in a couple of years there. But, Jeff, always great to have you on, especially in this week when we're going to play those rival Bruins in football. It's great to catch up, as always, with you. Same here. Thanks for having me. I can't wait to come back again. For my guests, Jeff Trapanier, I'm Nara Wang. Thanks for joining us for episode 70 of the Everything USC podcast presented by Bet Online on Believe, the number one content network for professionals, the place to find a sports or pop culture show for passionate fan bases across multiple platforms. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? And as always, I end every show by telling everyone to remember to fight on. Fight on, baby. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.